Welcome to Dumb Love. I'm Sally Brooks. And I'm Jen O'Neill Smith. And this is a podcast about all of the dumb things that people will do for love. So welcome to episode 121. 121, and it is a very special Oops All Quickies episode. Oops, we did it again. All <gasps> Quickies. I was literally just watching the Britney Spears, um, the, the fifth Britney Spears documentary I've watched this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jen. The Netflix one. I got to know all the info, and I want to hear it from all of the different angles. Yeah. And it's all the same info and they're all the same angle. (laughs) Free Britney. Free Britney. We are doing um, an Oops All Quickies episode this week because like I've stated on the last 10 episodes, this week is going to be the Red Clay Comedy Festival. Red Clay Comedy. I'm so excited. And Sally's birthday. So but when you guys <laughs> listen to this episode on Monday when it comes out, I think you can still buy tickets if it's not already sold out. You can go to redclaycomedy.com on Friday and Saturday. And if you are a VIP ticket holder, which I believe you could still buy VIP passes, you um, it'll be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And Thursday will be, you will be invited to our um, comedian, our comics welcome party at Argosy, where you can come have food and drinks and mingle with comics before when they're their um, their brightest and most bushy tailed before they get wrecked. Yep, <laughs> I was gonna all say all weekend. <laughs> it's the it's the night when everybody goes too hard and then is like, "Dang it, we got two more nights." <laughs> Come see them at their best. <laughs> Um, it's going to be really fun. We have Clayton English and uh, Akash Singh, James Adomian. Those are just some of the headliners. We've got a few special guests popping in, and I can't say who they are, but you're not going to want to miss it. Yeah, um, it's very exciting. It's very exciting. And also Sally will be there performing. Woo-hoo! Yeah, mm-hmm. I think my shows are on Saturday, so – Okay. You can look you can look it up on the internet. Come see her on her birthday. <laughs> yeah, which is Wednesday, but so don't come see me on my birthday because I will not be performing. Oh, okay. Be, we'll be, be celebrating. Treating my treating my feet. <laughs> nice, dude. Are you gonna yeah. at treat your feet? At treat my feet. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to that weirdo corner place that you went to. <laughs> Where Dustin and I had our couples massage. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, don't recommend that place. But treat your feet is great. Um, so so we'll be doing this – today we're doing a quick, quickies episode. And then next week we'll be doing a best of episode. So um, if you guys want to write in or – Text us if you have our phone numbers <laughs> or um, just get with us on Instagram or uh, Facebook or all the things or uh, email us at dumblovepot at gmail.com. Tell us what your favorite episode is and whatever the winner is. We'll play it for you guys next week. Yeah. Yeah. And don't – don't like if you have our phone numbers, don't call us like a serial killer. That's that's too much. Just text. Unless you're driving, call us. I called Sally this morning and she was like, what the fuck? 
Well, I was worried. I was like, what's going on? Why is Jen calling me in the morning? <laughs> I had just gone to breakfast with uh, our friend Matt Alano Martin, who I think you saw last night. Yeah. Show. He's a, a great comedian. He runs Limestone Comedy Festival and uh, it's just a really a great guy. Good, really good friend. Super great dude. Yeah. And, uh, and so we went to this rest, this breakfast restaurant in Atlanta called Homegrown. Um, and like, as we get there, we get there like right at 8am when it opened and we're sitting there in the parking lot waiting for the restaurant to open. And all of a sudden, like speaking of police, <laughs> I know like, giving the, the soundtrack to my story, like five city living, bro, yeah, five sheriff's vehicle, like including like a, a paddy wagon, like all swarm the parking lot and like come in like right all around us. And we're just like, what the fuck is happening? And then of course they like get out and they're all like, we're just here for breakfast. <laughs> they wanted that comfy biscuit. From they homegrown. wanted that comfy biscuit. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was great. Yeah. It was great to like uh, catch up with them. Oh, I have to do something. What? Because as you know, my five-year-old son mm-hmm. uh, falls asleep every night to the dulcet tones of dumb love. <laughs> oh, which yes. Which may is or why may I not need to watch my language. <laughs> uh, generally, we just turn it on. Like we, he listens to the like "Welcome to Dumb Love," and then he likes the song, and then I turn it down so that it's like quiet enough for him not to hear so but he just likes hearing the song whatever but he loved a couple weeks ago I think I said hey dum-dums and he every night is like mom why don't you say hey dum-dums because that's so funny and so I promised him that this week I would say hey dum-dums go to sleep max I love you (laughs) that's just for him Aw, hey, dum-dum. Hey, (laughs) dum-dum. He was like, Mom, why did you – and I had to, like, explain how we call our listeners dum-dums and that's, like, a loving thing, (laughs) but that he shouldn't call people dum-dums. Unless he loves them. I was like, don't, like, be calling your friends that because I don't think they're going to get it. (laughs) Like, they're not as cool as our listeners. (laughs) Like, you get it. But I don't feel like Miss Weber's going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so awesome if he walked up to the teacher and was like, hey, dum-dum. <laughs> it was like, it's what my mom calls all her friends. Slapped her right on the butt. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the amount of things that I'm like, you can do that here, but like not at school. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the list is growing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I talk about parenting fail. Dustin, um, you know my buddy Dustin. I talk about yeah. on the podcast Dustin Harder. Um, we he asked me if I wanted to go with him and to take the kids to see Hocus Pocus, and I was like, totally. They would love that. They love Hocus Pocus. So I took. We went on uh, on Wednesday. We took the kids to see Hocus Pocus, and we got it was at the Plaza Theater. Yeah, and I was wondering. I was like, why are there no kids here? There, it started at seven, which you know it's a little late on a school night, but I thought we'd be home by nine. It's like two minutes from my house, so it was yeah. like. Um, you know, I was like, why are there no kids here? And then I realized, like, you had to have a vaccination card to get in. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, uh, we I already bought the tickets. I didn't even think about the fact that the kids didn't have vaccination cards. But they did do rapid testing there. So they we were able to get in. But I was um, like, is that why nobody brought their kids? And I was thinking maybe that's why nobody brought their kids. And then before the movie started, um, it 
was hosted by Wussy Mag, which is an LGBTQ magazine, which uh-huh. I've actually performed shows yeah. with them before. They're great. You know, yeah. my kids have been to plenty of, you know, pride fe- festivals and AG- LGBTQ events. And um, but so I didn't really think much of the fact that it was hosted by Wussy. But then um, there was a drag show where, um, you know, they came out dressed as um, the Winifred sisters. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, not the Winifred Sanderson sisters, and um, and uh, and even that, I was like, oh, cool! Like my great, kids so love fun. drag. Yeah, yeah, this is great. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just <laughs> the content, the content, and the words that were said, and the uh, there were some things very sexual in nature that were happening, and. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of sexual graphic language that I was not prepared for. And Dustin and I were just looking at each other like, oh, my God. And my kids' <laughs> eyes were just, like, <laughs> wide open. Oh, this makes me feel better, Jen. I know. <laughs> Whoopsie. So did you stay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, right. The damage is done, right? Yeah, they already saw it. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if it was going to be like a Rocky Horror situation. Where kind like... of. A little. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. You yeah. were like the people that bring kids to, to a comedy, comedy show. show. Oh, I felt that. I felt that. And like, then the performers are like, what the fuck? Who brought these children? <laughs> oh, yeah. So there was a costume contest and, uh-huh. you know, and some of the, the costumes, you know, it was meant to be to where the adults would go on stage and um, show off their costumes and, you know, adult comments would be made about said costumes. And when they were like, who's got a costume wants to come up here and join the co- costume contest. And my daughter's sitting there in her stitch from Lilo and stitch costume, <laughs> like raising her hand. I was like, Oh no, no, no. Put your hand down. <laughs> You're not ruining the, ruining the show for everybody. Right. Sit down. <laughs> yeah, because, again, they're going to have to give it to you. <laughs> it's going to be a real bummer when everybody realizes there's a – and, like, she looks so young. She's a baby. Like, she's so little. I mean, she's, like, littler even than she – she is a baby, but then she also is, like, a little person, you know? Yes. And the next day when her dad was asking her about, you know, if, if she had fun or whatever, and he asked her if she did the um, costume contest, she was like, no, I wasn't allowed to because the prize was wine. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> the prize was wine. <sighs> so. That's that's amazing. Yeah. And, uh, and I love it. I love it. <laughs> Should we get into some cookies? Hey, dum-dums, let's get into our quickies. All right, let's do it. Okay, I'll go first. Um, okay, I got my this quickie from a Vice article by Shimani Joshi and The Independent by Tony Patterson. Okay. Uh, okay, so this takes place in Turkey, the country. Have you heard of it? Um, yeah. <laughs> so a man named Bayan Mutlu, who is 51, went out drinking with some friends um, in a town called Ingle, which is like a forest town. So there's like, you know, it's very wooded, very woodsy. Um, and then he didn't come home. So his wife called his friends and they were like, well, actually, like, as we were like 
walking home, he kind of wandered off into the forest. He was pretty drunk. So his wife is obviously worried about him. And so she reports him missing. And the police and rescue teams are called in um, to find Ban. And they search the forest all through the night. Um, And then Ban, meanwhile, had wandered into the woods. He had come across this like empty hut in the forest and fallen asleep. And when, are you still there? Yeah. Okay. I was just, just listening well. Yeah. Just, the story is reminding me. Yes. I'm a good listener. The story is reminding me of the guy, the story of the woman whose husband was sleepwalking and then she found him having sex with a car. What? Do you remember? You told the story. I told that story. The guy got really, really drunk and then ended up having sex with a car. Oh, <laughs> I don't remember that, but that's a great story. <laughs> we'll have to Google it. I oh. swear to God, it happened. I'm not making this up. You told no, the story. No, I'm like, it's like very vaguely coming okay. back to me. It was like caught on video. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, no. Okay. So he had like, he had like fallen asleep in a hut. And then when he woke up, he like, decides to walk home and he comes across this group of people who are searching for a missing man. And he's like, Oh, I'll help. And so for more than half an hour, he's like searching for a missing person. When he finally realizes that the people searching are calling his name (laughs) and he was like, Oh, I'm searching for myself. Um, So after a while he says, they said, they said his name. He said, I broke into a cold sweat. I told them, I'm Ban Multlu, and they continued to search. He said they didn't believe me, but then the truth came out when a friend, his friend named Musut, came and saw him and was like, Ban, he's right there. So he was taken aside by one of the rescue workers to give a statement, and he reportedly told the police, don't punish me too harshly, officer. My wife will kill me. Oh, my God. So they then they drove Ban home, and it's not clear if he was given a fine or not. But he said, he talked to a newspaper, and he was like, there was really no needs for his friends to say he was missing. Apparently, it's like common for him to get wasted and walk into the forest. What a cool um, trait. Wait. Right. <laughs> it, yeah, it's kind of like uh, I used to get drunk and would I would start running. Like that was like my trait. Really? <laughs> yes, I would like run from like if we were going to a different bar, I just thought it was like fun to like sprint. Like so I would be like you'd be hanging out with me and we'd be walking and all of a sudden I'd be like, see ya. And then I would just take off sprinting. That is the opposite of what I do when I'm drunk. <laughs> I mean, I don't do it anymore. I'm like, obviously. carry me to the next place, please. Yeah, I don't – I'm not sure what I thought. I think it was that, like, I thought, oh, it's fun to get exercise when you don't notice that you're exercising. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that I was faster when I was drunk. You so. should start your own, like, orange theory. I know, but now I couldn't do it because I would have one drink and then be asleep. I'd be like, you guys go. You guys go ahead. Um, But he was like, basically, I'm paying for my friend's mistakes. What happened is all like a joke. Um, And actually, so this isn't the first time that someone has taken part in their own search party. Um, I saw this story. There was a woman who was part of a tour group of Iceland's southern volcanic region near Iceland's 
Edija Canyon. I know that is not how you say it, but it's a remote but popular walking area for tourists. And so the woman was like, like they were getting ready to leave and they were like, everybody was like, oh, that one woman didn't get back on the bus. Like these weren't like a group of friends, but they were like, that woman that was sitting over here didn't get back on the bus. And so the tour company driver waited for an hour, but when the woman failed to turn up, he alerted the police and search teams. And so they came out to this area. They start going through these like hillsides and they're looking for an Asian woman who was described as five foot two wearing dark clothing and she speaks English very well. So the whole search was only called off at 3 a.m. after it it came out that the woman had been on the bus all along and had even participated in the search. And she had no idea that she was the person that they were looking for because apparently before she had gotten back on the bus, she had like at the stop, she had like changed her clothes and like freshened up because they had been like walking all day. And so when she got back on her fellow passengers and the driver didn't recognize her. And so they were like, that woman in the dark clothes didn't show up. And this woman was like, Oh, I didn't notice a woman in dark clothes, but like, yeah, maybe there's a different Asian lady who didn't get on the bus. And so they only figured it out. Like if there were 50 people searching a helicopter that was being prepared to search the coastline. Um, But when she realized that it was her, she immediately formed the bus driver And the chief of police said that the woman simply didn't recognize the description of herself and that she had no idea that she was missing. And she said that people on the bus had not been counted correctly. Oh, my God. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? Just to be like, oh, wait. Wait, you were talking about me? (laughs) Yes, I was me. Because I can imagine like a tour in Iceland, there's probably a lot of people who speak very different languages, probably a lot of like – um, you know, like European languages and then Asian tourists. And so it's probably also a lot of like language disconnect, right? Right. Yeah. Anyway, I just love that, the people searching for themselves. It just, it's like what very poetic. sense. <laughs> yeah. Of uh, missing people. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my quickie. Good one, dude. Um, Thanks, man. Good one, dum dum. Um, okay. He's not listening this far in. Hopefully, okay. hopefully, hopefully he's already. Hopefully, yeah, we said a lot of things. He should he better been. fucking be asleep. <laughs> Max. Um, okay, this article is uh, for people.com, and it's about a new power couple that we have on our hands. Am I talking about Jen and Ben that are, are back ya? together? Are they? They are back together, but am I talking about them? No. No, I'm not. So two Illinois residents were wed um, this July, forming a power couple that a certain fast food chain is going crazy for. Um, The reason why it's not Taco Bell and it has nothing to do with um, Zach's Taco Bell tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I forgot he has a Taco Bell tattoo. It's so great. But these... (laughs) People that got um, this couple that got married, Joel Berger and Ashley King, joined forces and got married to form the name Burger King Wedding. Oh, so they were the Burger King Wedding. <laughs> okay, yeah. 
So I mean, I'm guessing they didn't get married for that reason. It was just like a bonus. No. So they've actually known each other since kindergarten, but they only started dating when they were in college. Yeah. Um, but of course, their friends quickly named them Burger King. It's like their couple name, like Benefer. You know what I mean? Um, uh-huh. I like that. Um, I like that that people have couple names now. Yeah. <laughs> you and Ben don't. No. <laughs> Salbin. Yeah, see, you guys have terrible names. Did I ever tell you about my uncle? Um, uh, my uncle was once married to someone briefly by the name of June, April, May. Was her I name. I think you did say that, but that is order. amazing. Yeah, and then when she got married, it became June, April, Pizzo. And then they got divorced and it became June, April, May. <laughs> I mean, you would also just want to get divorced because you're like, oh, it's not as fun to my be name. June, April, Pizzo. <laughs> I mean, Pizzo's a great last name, but, you know, if you've been June, April, May your whole life. I know. On. So this couple, um, Joel and Ashley, Burger King, they um, they obviously, they love that people call them Burger King. They totally decided to, like, embrace it, and they made their whole wedding a yeah. Burger King related. They put the it, the logo, the Burger King logo on like koozies um, and gave those out as wedding favors and, um, you know, incorporated it into the wedding as much as they could. But yeah. before the wedding even happened, when Burger King um, got a hold of a, an article for the State Journal Register, it, the, our, the there was an article about their weddings uh, that said, Burger marrying King is a whopper of an event. And then Burger King saw the article and then they tweeted it and said, Mr. Burger and Ms. King, is this real life? Please help us find this amazing couple. Hashtag Burger King wedding. So they tweeted that. And when they finally were able to get in contact with Joel and Ashley, Burger King surprised them by telling them that they were going to pay for their entire wedding. That's amazing. That is amazing. What a relief. I what know. A, what an awesome, like, what an awesome gift. Yeah. Burger King spokesman Eric Hirschhorn said, when we heard about the happy Burger King couple, we felt an overwhelming urge to celebrate their upcoming marriage. On so many levels, it felt like fate. They found each other and their story found us. And so they were, Ashley and Joel were blown away when they found out that their wedding was going to be paid for. And then Burger King also gave them, like, gift bags, mason jars, and Burger King crowns for everyone in the wedding. The Burger King rep also said, we're honored that Joel and Ashley have made the Burger King brand a part of their relationship from the start, and we want to make sure that their wedding is a unique and memorable experience. All we ask in return is that they live happily ever after. Now, this is a great story. This is a great Mm -hmm. story that was very generous of Burger King. But what I want to know is, where the fuck were you, Taco Bell, when... I told my story about how I dared my husband to get a Taco Bell tattoo, and he fucking did it, and that's hilarious. And he's been walking around with a Taco Bell tattoo for years now. And do you know what lasts forever? Tattoos. And do you know what doesn't last forever? (laughs) (laughs) Marriage. Where yeah, you Taco Bell. that one, Taco Bell. This is me <laughs> calling out you. <laughs> oh, Taco right. Bell, she's mad. Oh. She's mad. 
um, I love that. That's my squeaky. It's amazing. That's Thanks. amazing. <laughs> As is tradition, when we're oops all, we did it again quickies. <laughs> Uh, I have a nice little love story. It's real sweet. This one is from the Washington Post by Maria Luisa Powell. When Frankie and Royce King got married September 16th, 1944, they had a very simple ceremony. They got married in a church. Um, Frankie wore a wedding suit instead of a traditional gown. There were no pictures taken of the wedding day. Royce and Frankie met each other in high school where they both played in the band. But this was during World War II. So even though they had been engaged for 20 months, most of that time, Royce had been stationed in Lawrenceville, Illinois, as a member of the Air Force. He was waiting to be shipped out. And Frankie was attending college um, at the University of Iowa. But before he left for his like service, the two were determined to get married. So their daughter actually said that Royce had always dreamed of flying. And then during World War II, he was a carrier pilot with operations over the Himalayas. So two days after they got married, Royce was shipped out. Thankfully, he returned from the war and together they shared a beautiful life together. They have two kids, four grandkids and several great grandkids. And today they are 97 and 98 and they've been married for 77 years. And so they actually, they are, um, now they're both, they still live in their own home, but they are cared for by the staff at um, St. Croix Hospice who were, you know, come into their home and are caretakers because they're, you know, they're elderly, they need some help, but they've become like family to the staff. And so, yeah. So when their 77th anniversary came up, the caregivers wanted to do something special for them. And after they learned that they had no pictures of their wedding, the staff came up with a plan. So they decided that they were going to throw them a party and that they were going to have them dress up in their wedding clothes and take the pictures that they never had. So they pulled out all of the stops. One staff member played big band era tunes on his saxophone and another woman who like works as a photographer took a million photos. Frankie wore this beautiful 1940s era wedding gown. It's like long sleeve and lace. It's really pretty. She got like a brand new hairdo from a local beauty parlor and their daughter walked Frankie through their backyard to a flower covered archway where Royce, who was dressed in his full Air Force uniform, waited for her. He had this like handkerchief over his eyes so he wouldn't see her before she got Aww, there. That's I know. So sweet. And they said that by the time the three-tiered wedding cake was served, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Their case manager said they're really a fantastic couple and it's such an honor learning from them. Their daughter said that Royce is a doting husband and father who loves to strike up conversations with anyone and everyone. And Frankie, she said, has the gift of making everyone feel at home. She also often makes guests um, homemade Czechoslovakian treats like um, kolaches. And their daughter says that when Royce finally got to see his wife of 77 years in her wedding dress, that he Aww. just like beamed from ear to ear. It was like so obvious that they were both so happy. She said that they have one of those rare loves that lasts a lifetime, saying together they demonstrate that a great love takes kindness and perseverance. And I'm going to post some pictures of these two because they are like the cutest thing ever. And it will uh, it'll make all of us cry, too. So there you go. Oh, yeah. I love it. Just I a real crying. sweet. You love crying. I you love, love old crying. people in love. I thought this would be right <laughs> up your alley. <laughs> 
people real old, Jen. Oh. <laughs> They're real yeah. old. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love All right, it. man. Let's yeah. do something dumb and something we love and okay. get out of here. Let's do Busy it. Busy dudes, man. I think something dumb, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I think that for the past few years it has been COVID. And so I'm just going to say it's still COVID. But the, the reason I say that is because I, you know, the other day I just – not that I'm like, oh, parents have had it harder. Like everybody has had a hard time. I just do think that this last like where young kids have not been able to be vaccinated and then everybody else has who wants to be vaccinated is vaccinated. It has like been a real tricky navigation being a parent, yeah. right? Like it's like mm-hmm. even though you're like I, I, I'm doing things, but also then sometimes I feel guilty and I, sometimes I don't want to do things because my kid's not vaccinated. You know, anyway, I remember this, uh, this comic, Minori Hines, was like, we were sitting in the green room. I love room. Minori. I know. It was great. She was, Well, she was like – She'll be at Red Cook Comedy Festival too. She's so funny. She's so funny and she's great. And she was like – she like looked at me. She goes, man, it must be like real fucking scary to be a parent these days. And I was like, thank you, Minori. It is. <laughs> it is a nightmare every day. Um, but I love that there – that it's, you know, that the vaccine for five and up has been approved and that it's going to yes. be happening like next week. So I'm just like – I'm so excited to like have that level of just assurance and like hopefully feel more like we can get back to for real, real life. I know. I Yeah. Yeah. We're right yeah, there. Yeah. I just, I need it. I need it. I need it to happen. Um, but another thing that I love, and this was the thing I had written down for love, is that Bobcat Goldthwait and Dana Gould have a new movie out about, I think I talked about this at the time when I went to go see their live show. It was like right before, right before everything shut down. But they have made a movie about this tour and about their friendship. And um, just, and it's like, it's amazing. It's called Joyride and it just came out um, streaming. It's like they've been premiering it kind of across the country, but um, you can buy it on iTunes or wherever you get movies. Yeah. And it's, I don't, Bobcat's just such like, if you haven't watched any of his movies, um, I highly recommend them. They're all, like every movie is very different, but it's a very like, he just has such an amazing point of view. He's such a talented filmmaker and I'm so excited um, for this movie. So I highly recommend that. Joyride. Yeah. I'm going to watch that tonight when I get back from my show. And you know what will be in it? Highland Inn. Amazing. Yeah, because he told me I that for- that was like where they got the best footage from. Oh, the, that's amazing. Yeah. So you guys, I managed that building. So I'm yes. very excited. And <laughs> yeah. Highland Inn, I hold yeah. near and dear to my heart. Um, yeah. Um, that's so cool. I'm so excited to watch it. Um, so my um, something dumb and something I love is um, – so something dumb is the, the these next two weeks are just like – Total insanity. Getting ready yeah. for the festival. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be great. Great. Everybody's going to have the great, great time. <laughs> um, and but it's just like yesterday was just a long day. Like every all of the days have been this way, but yesterday in particular, just like a long day of like, you know, getting up at five a.m. and then we're like getting my kids off to school and all this stuff, and then working, working, working. I think I stopped working at like six forty, and then I was like, I gotta write my podcast episode, and now I gotta go to the skull because I have a show. And I just, I would have paid like anything to be able to just stay in last night. I was like cold and tired and exhausted. Yeah, and, um, I'm just like so like these are the. I just need to get through the next like week um, and um, to get back to normal, but. The, the thing that that's it's dumb though how 
tired and overworked I am, but last night I ended up, once I got to the show, I ended up having the best time. Madeline uh, was in town. I got to see mm-hmm. Madeline O'Martin. Clayton English was in town. Uh, he's a killer. I love him so much. And he's going to be headlining the Red Clay Comedy Festival. And just yeah, uh, Gilbert, uh, another comedian friend of ours, he was here. And um, it's so it's just like whenever I um, – it was dumb that I was like – dreading so badly going to this thing that ended up being so much fun isn't that um, like it's like how always, it always is it always yeah. is like I'm always like I just I mean, you know I it's like I, you get such a thrill out of canceling shit and staying home but then it's like <laughs> when, when I do go, make myself go out I have such a great time and yeah. I'm like oh right I like people and things sometimes yes. I like I like I like being around people it's oh. nice oh yeah and and I know just like it is every year the festival, you know, it's a lot of work leading up to it and it stresses us out. But when we're in the middle of it, it's just the most amazing few days and such a great feeling to watch this like really great event unfold. Yeah. That so get been, your tickets, yeah. you guys. So get you your still tickets. have time. This has all been one big commercial for the Red Side <laughs> Comedy Festival. Well, you know what? It's about time we have some commercials. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, well, I am so excited and I hope to see you guys there. If you, if you were not somebody that, if you don't know us in person, come say hi, like come introduce yourself. We would love to meet you guys. Um, if you're at shows, that would be amazing. It would be amazing. So yeah, come out to Red Clay if you're in Hotlanta. Um, I don't know why I said that. I've been seeing a lot of old people, like just well, you can't shit lately. Just say old people. <laughs> You mean because we are old people? <laughs> yeah, I guess we're allowed to say it because we are old. I like I the other day I was like doing a polo with my friends and I was like, it's Friday. Like, not joking. I called it Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like leaving a message from one of my friends while I was <laughs> driving and it was like a car that kind of came in and I just go, woohoo! That car came in quick. <laughs> Like, no, this isn't like me trying to be funny. It's like the the thing that comes out of my my mouth without thought. (laughs) Who am I? Who am I? I don't know. I find myself saying phrases that my mom says and then I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I'm old. Oh yeah. But the second that I start to my mom is like um like a little Italian New Yorker um with an accent. And so but it's so funny when she says and she listens to this podcast. Hi, Caroline. Hi, Caroline. Um, she says Southern phrases now um, with her New York accent. Oh, that's And it's nice. amazing. Like, she'll be like, oh, it was just like raining something awful. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, are you all fixing to come over? I know. I, I told him I was fixing to. <laughs> Just didn't get to it yet. I um yeah. So once I start saying uh, southern phrases with the New York accent, then oh. you can officially call me old. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> okay, you guys, see us at Red Clay. Reach out. Uh, tell us what you want for the our replay episode next week. Um, and then after Red Clay is over, we'll be back with uh with new episodes, full episodes. Find us on Instagram. TikTok, 
Facebook, all at Dumb Love Podcast. You could email us, email us at gmail at dumblove.com. You can uh, tell a friend. That would be amazing. Or leave us a review. That would also be awesome. Yeah. And uh, don't forget to get out there and do something dumb for love. Dum, da, dum, 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 da, dum, da, dum, da, dum, 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 d